Hello and welcome back to Arts Response on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. I'm your host, Lucy Gelman, and today I'm really excited to be here with Angel DeFay talking about the Sweets and Sounds Convention Con. What do you prefer, Angel? Either or, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Um, happening March 25th at Next Haven, which is March 25th maybe feels far away, but it's not. It's in like two minutes. Yeah. So literally. let's let's get right into it. For folks who don't know, so um, I have the good fortune of having seen Sweets and Sounds sort of bloom from pre-pandemic uh, back when, like, yeah, I know, pre-COVID, right? That happened. Mm-hmm. Um to to where it is now. But for folks who maybe are coming to this for the first time and are listening for the first time, can you explain a little bit about what Sweets and Sounds is and why you were inspired to found it? Yeah. So um Sweets and Sounds is an entertainment company essentially. Um and just the, the way I like to think of Sweets and Sounds is like the umbrella, right? Like the mom, the head honcho of like all these different ideas that I've come up with. So I have Sweets and Sounds as the umbrella, and then I have the convention, which came from Sweets and Sounds, right? And then I have Jubilation, which came from Sweets and Sounds as well. And then I have Sweet Talk and I have Eats, right? So um, Sweets and Sounds is pretty much just a bunch of things that I had this idea to do. And I'm wanted to put it together and make it feel like structure um without it being like jumbled all over the place and having it kind of just come together and like match and make sense so um so yeah I came up with it like I think it was like 2019 I was just like at work and I was trying to figure out how can I do something that consists of music but also food um because those are like my two two things that I'm really passionate about is food and music. So I was trying to figure out how to do that. I started off just kind of making YouTube videos of like baking stuff and then having like a dope um, playlist just like together with that YouTube video. And then from there on, I started doing that for like a couple months. And then I was like, okay, how can I do something to make it a little bit more of like an experience? And then I started to do like events and pop-ups and people actually started to come out and just experience those and like have a great time so I was like okay now it's now there's a way for me to not just have it be like attached to like the internet and social media now I can actually meet the people that I'm like like doing these things for essentially um and try to give them like an experience from it so I started doing that and kind of that's kind of where things kind of just shift and change for me when I started to do like the events and then from doing the events for specifically sweets and sounds I started to be like okay so not just a party how can I make it something that's like valuable to people and then that's when the convention came about um And essentially the convention for me was me just trying not to like gatekeep all the things that I've learned as being a creative in CT or just being a creative in general. Like I've learned so many things within the last two, three years of me doing this. And I kind of wanted to try to figure out a way to like hold the gate for people, 
like hold it <laughs> so like you know it's like I know this now you know this now let's try to come together and like grow and become like the best version and the best people that we can be as being like struggling artists in a way yeah and Um, can can we like can we talk about that for a minute yeah (laughs) because I think it's it's like not just creatives but in this state I want to just recognize and you and I have talked like very openly on the air about this before creatives of color especially have been boxed and especially like Black creatives, Latino creatives, and Indigenous creatives have been boxed out of the arts funding infrastructure in this state for a very long time. And like talk about gatekeeping, we have some institutions that have said, oh, I don't want you. I I don't, I don't want you in this space, or like I'm gonna throw crumbs at you. And yeah, philanthropy is a whole other episode, and we're not gonna get into that, but I I want to talk to you about that specifically because I think. Um, one of the really powerful things that you are building with Sweets and Sounds is a supportive space specifically for creatives of color. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I feel like, yeah, like my driving force to like what I do is to know and to build to create spaces for the creatives in CT specifically, right? Because just like you said, there's so many different people in so many different um companies and organizations that try so hard to not have us be a part of like the growth and be a part of the things that they provide and I've experienced that firsthand as well as just being able to build my company like there's been way more no's than there's been yeses right and there's been so many times when I've been in just in these like spaces of people with people and I'm talking to them about the ideas that I have and like the experiences that I've like been through and like they're just like well yeah okay cool like you know what I'm saying but these things are here you just aren't seeing it and I'm like it doesn't matter if we're seeing it it's like yeah we can have these things but like we aren't the first choice a lot of the times when we come to these spaces um with the ideas that that we do have so being able to like birth the convention from that like um feeling and that like motivation motivation I think has been really has been the reason it's been so successful in my opinion because I'm not doing it for me and then they like it's cool this is an idea that I have but my main thing is that like I've learned so many things and I want everybody else that's around me to know these things like I did not know how to like establish um, my business. I did not know anything about like a fiscal sponsorship. I didn't know anything about like marketing and branding. And like, these things are, these things are things that we see all the time, but we don't know how to like do it. And, um, and yeah, so like I said, I always say like, gatekeeping is not the thing. And I just want to be the person that's holding the gate open. Like I always do that in real life too. I'm like, I hold the door open. I'm just letting everybody else go. And I'm like, okay, like I'd rather do that than like just be here on my own doing these things without people who are like growing with me, you know, if that makes sense. Um, it, do- it does. Cause I feel like comp- that sort of competition and I see it like the nonprofit industrial complex, especially in New Haven is yeah. very real. Cause like every Yale grad goes on and found something. Sorry, no 
No so shade, I, but I understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And, and so I feel like that competitiveness can be very real and like very palpable. Yeah. Um, but it also all goes back to capitalism. And so yeah, like, exactly. there's, there's that too. And so I think there's this really interesting um, relationship that I see in your, your work and your organized, like your organized events where it's recognizing that there are these structures that are really harmful, um, that kind of all like spring from white supremacy. So capitalism, also like patriarchy, the gatekeeping that has just been like accepted for centuries in this country, I think. Um, but also recognizing that like we are existing within those systems. And so I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about some of the panels that you're bringing to to Sweets and Sounds Con. And you you sort of started with that, but um, you know, there are days when I just like can't with the internet and social media. Um, But at the same time, I think it's really important to talk to people about the fact that like web design is real. And if you don't know how to put a website together, you might yeah. get left in the past or you might have clients who pass you over because they can't, you know, or like doing doing business both in like the real world, but also in virtual space is now a real thing. So yep. yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So I have, there's going to be two panels. Um, there's the first one is the boss up panel, which is sponsored by CT next. Um, and then the, and then the second panel is the creative af panel which is um just a panel where i literally just put together a bunch of like the dopest creatives that i've known who come from ct but also who don't come from ct and just put them in one space right and some people may see all the panels and like oh my god this is so many people because it's like five or six people on a panel right now but i'm just like yo like these like when i think about the panels i i like envision the panels as me sitting in my house with a group of my friends and sometimes it might be three people and sometimes it might be 10 people and we're just having these like dope conversations so I wanted to try to figure out a way to like kind of take that from like my own space and put it into like this whole entire space for like people to experience it well like you know just like open conversations right with like the people who have been doing this for years and have gone through the struggle and gone through you know, the problems of trying to become an established creative at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, so I had the first panel, which is the Boss Up panel that's sponsored by CTNX again. And that one's basically, it consists of um, five, three, four, five panelists, and it's moderated by Oni, which is the executive director of CTNX. Um, and it consists of Mercy, Love Mercy from um, the Narrative Project, Josh, which is from the CAF, um, this fitness person from Hartford, his name is Leonard Brown. And then there's Peter J, which is from New York. He's actually the only person that's not from CT that's on that panel. Um, and then Renee Lauren, which is also from CT. Um, and for me, when I envisioned the Balsa panel, I envisioned people who were f- who were just building their brand and they're still actively building their brand. So I wanted them to be able to come to the stage and talk to the people who are like them, essentially, right? And I just feel like the difference between the 
panelists and the people who will be watching the panel is that these people just so happen to um have a lot of things that they've that they've experienced throughout the years that they can also just be able to like um show and like talk about um on like a deeper level um so yes yeah, so I have the boss of panel I'm really really excited about that one to be honest um I'm excited about both and then I have the creative AF panel which is that consists of five panelists and then a moderator um Sean which is a dope photographer from Hartford and he lives now in Cali but he goes back and forth and he has filmed and shoot so many people like from like the Jay-Z's to like the Rihanna's to everybody he's just amazing um and I've known him for a couple years there's Amani, DJ Michi Busy Dom and Jason and um, that panel is moderated by my good friend, Ashley Raymond, who is a journalist and just like a really dope person from um, New Haven. I've been to college with her and it was like, I've known her for so many years. Um, but yeah, that panel, again, my main thing for that panel specifically was to be able to kind of get people from different backgrounds. So where you're a photographer or a content creator, a DJ or a photographer, or just like a videographer, rapper, however you are, I wanted to be able to just grab these people from these different spaces because even though they come from different backgrounds, they still all have the same um, knowledge of like trying to like become who you are as a Black person in like the creative world and having all the struggles that we all went through so um yeah that's the panel those are the two panels I'm really excited when I was curating these panels honestly I started not really knowing exactly what the panel was going to be on I just knew that I wanted to build to have something that I can build to um have people like walk away from feeling that they've gotten like a lot from it um so yeah so yeah I think I answered your question those are the two panels oh yeah (laughs) absolutely and there are so there are also there are also workshops and then you have installations and I also want to shout out Next Haven which is this really cool space uh, that has lived many many lives on Henry Street sort of just off Dixwell Avenue Um, it was a factory building for a long time there were headphones being produced illegally in the building for a while I know when I went to they told me about all of that when I went to um the first like walkthrough and I was just like what but it's beautiful now I mean like they they did a renovation that unfortunately I feel like was done and there was maybe even an exhibition opening like in early March 2020 and then of course we know what happened the world kind of closed Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a beautiful space it's also a space that I think has become like a a haven and a support system for a lot of black Mm -hmm. creatives so like the ladies the ladies behind like the elements of abundance have done stuff there which is really really cool Um, there are also movie screenings there Mm -hmm. that folks have come out to and so I feel like this fits into an arts ecosystem that is is quite cool. And speaking of ecosystem, so let's also talk about the fact that um, I, I was going to say, say a person says that they don't want to go to the panels, but they should. They should. They should go to everything, mm-hmm. and we can we can talk about how to 
how to find um, the info for the con, but also there are a series of workshops designed for people who like maybe are struggling a little bit, or maybe they're not struggling, but they still need some of that intel. Um, so, so let's talk about that. Before I hit the record button, we were talking about how you know, artists often don't even know that fiscal sponsorship is a thing. Huh. And that's one of the panels. So, uh, sorry, not panels, workshops. So let's let's hop into the workshops as well. Yeah, so um, there's four workshops, right? Um, one of the first workshop is establishing your business entity, right? Because there's so many different businesses. We have nonprofits, LLC, um, sole proprietors, like so many things, right? Um, and a lot of the time people don't know what to establish their business as and sometimes they kind of get themselves in trouble when they establish this as something wrong and then like months go by and they're not you know they're not doing what they are supposed to do because they don't have like you know the knowledge of these things and it's hard because these aren't things that were taught in school unfortunately which should be right I'm, I'm like these are basic things that like at the end of the day like if someone doesn't want to go off to college or do certain that's like in line with like what the world tells them to do, like they will not give you any other knowledge on like what you need to do. So um, so yeah, the first um workshop is establishing your business entity. That workshop is also is sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater New Haven, which is amazing. Um, appreciate them. They've they are actually sponsoring three out of the four workshops that we have. Um, um yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> I just I I just um for for folks who are listening I just like I I so feel that like deeply when you said you know we weren't taught this kind of stuff mm -hmm. and I feel like that's and it's yes like school is very important really? kids who are listening please stay in school we <laughs> we want you to succeed but also at the same time I think of the classes I took you know for me I'm thinking of like physics um where I like maybe learn some stuff about like yeah. if you move at a certain speed on a treadmill or something like that, but like founding an LLC would have been so much more helpful. Literally, just because it's like yes, there's certain things that we learn that we don't use, but at least we have the knowledge of it, right? And yeah, like, or like yeah. how to do your taxes if you're. Oh. I know uh, through uh, the Arts Council, which is also the organization where I work, I meet so many artists who are like they consider themselves a small business and they're trying to do their taxes. And tax season, which we're in the thick of, is like a major, major source of anxiety for them. Gary, trust me, I know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's, so yeah, for a workshop, first one is that. Second workshop is branding and marketing, which is dear to my heart. I love marketing, I love graphics, I love all of that. Um, so yeah, that one is just, you know, how to like build your, brand from scratch you know like the content that you want to post how do you want the look to be how do you want to connect to the audience right so um that that um workshop was definitely something that was very near to my heart because that's just something I had to learn as I went right so like I've establishing the business right and now I have it on paper that it's mine but then at the same time how do I connect with like my audience in a way that's like visual right because a lot of people are visual people and I want to be able to I like I wanted to be able to build a, a brand that was visually visually um 
appealing and people would see the content and graphics and just like know that that's my brand um that was like a major thing for me um and I feel like I've gotten to that space now and I just hear a lot of people like oh yeah that's sweet and sounds like oh I just know that's you and I'm like oh thank you like it's been years of trying to like establish that so I wanted to build to have a space for people to also have that for themselves and have that for their brand um and the instructor is Cassandra um Hamar I believe I'm saying her last name right if I am if I'm not I'm sorry Cassandra I love you but um but yeah she's great she's like a a dope branding and marketing person and she just knows exactly what she needs to know about all of this stuff um so yeah so and then the next workshop it's the web design workshop which is also near there near and dear to my heart and that workshop is actually going to be instructed by me which I was really excited about but um I I learned web design about like two years ago and I literally just I was following this girl on social media for her web design and I was like I I want to learn this like why am I not learning this and then come to find out she had like classes and courses and of like how to do this and I was like oh it was a lot of money, but I'm like, you know what? This is something I see myself doing. This is something I want to do. So I'm going to invest in that. So I did that. It was like a two-day course. And from there, on, from then on, like I literally just been building websites and that's been a really great source of income for me, honestly. And especially being a Black woman in like the tech web course is very, very interesting, but it's also very exciting because I don't see a lot of people like me in these spaces. Um, So that, so the it's a cool story too, because the the software that I learned the web designing in is actually the software that is going to be sponsoring this specific website. Um, now website, this specific workshop. So I use ReadyMag, which is this dope um, website builder that's better than Wix and Square and like all other stuff, because oh, I hate those. Um, don't hate them. They're good for what they are, but the amount of creative freedom that you don't have on these sites are just not it um so ready mag is great because you start with literally a blank template and you just build from there so you can make fonts i don't know you could just do a lot of different things in um ready mag and i knew that this was the people that i wanted to kind of collaborate with for this specific um workshop so i reach out to them and they respond and they're like yeah this is amazing we'd love to be a part of this we can give you like discount codes for the people who are um signing up for these I can give you all the content that you need all the like everything and they just really came through with that so that was really a blessing that was really amazing um and then the last workshop was just honestly in my opinion the best because a lot of people always ask me like how do you get the funding for your project and how do you do this and how do you do all that and I'm just like here's a workshop for you so you can be able to know um so the fiscal sponsor in the grant writing workshop which is going to be the last workshop of the day um that is also sponsored by the arts council of new haven which is great because they are also actually my fiscal sponsor for sweets and sounds which is funny but um really really cool um but yeah that workshop was needed and I feel like out of all the workshops they're all amazing but I'm like so many different ideas so many different projects that people have and 
the only thing that lacks is like the funding and they don't have the money to be able to do it because we have bills, we have nine to fives, we have all these different things. So being able to have the knowledge I have now with like fiscal sponsorship, grant writing, um, and just normal sponsorships in general, um, and being able to have that be a workshop for the people who are coming here um, to Con um, was definitely super important to me because like I said, a lot of people see what I do, but a lot of the times the first question that I always get asked is like, how do you get funding for your projects? How do you, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, a lot of times I'm like funding it myself, but also grant and fiscal sponsorship is also a, like a huge part of how I get funding for the things that I want to do. Um, so yeah, so that is going to be sponsored by the Arts Council. And then Rebecca Moore will be talking about um, fiscal sponsorship. And then, and then um, I believe her name is Alice Ann will be talking about grant writing. Um, and shout out to Rebecca Moore, actually, because she really helped me uh, put together all of these workshops. Like I had a meeting with her and she was like, I have this person for this and I have this for this and we can help this and we can sponsor this. And this is great. And I was like, shout out to you because you really came through. So um, Rebecca yeah. is incredible. She's the, yeah, the I love program Rebecca. director at the Arts Council. And I just like big love to Rebecca. We just, uh, I shouldn't say we, cause it, it was just her. It was all her, um, just finished organizing and doing black children's book week, which was so beautiful and so special for the, young. I mean, like also little readers have big parents. Right. Um, but yeah, Rebecca does more in a day than a lot of people do in a week. And so just yeah. shout out to her. Yeah. She's incredible. Amazing. She's amazing. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, about that workshop I'm excited about all the workshops and just being able to like create a space for all the people and the people in CT specifically because we have so many opportunities here we just don't know how to like use them or we just don't know how to even have access to these things and um yeah like the con is just a very it has a very special place in my heart because I'm like I want to build to like have everyone here kind of just know what the hell's going on and like know like how to do these things without trying to feel teared down and just feel lost and I'm just like okay this is the best place for you to come to because when you leave this event you're gonna leave with like so much more knowledge that you've even came in with and that and that's gonna be like the most um the most exciting thing for me is that so yeah so those are the yeah. workshops I'm really excited about <laughs> Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, for, for creatives who say like, who maybe haven't done this before and you sort of started to answer it. Um, if they say, you know, why is this for me? And it is for you. We're going to shout out how to, how to find, find it and get tickets. But, you know, if they say like, why is this for me or, or how do I fit into this framework? What's your answer to them? Why is the convention for you? I think, oh, wow. There's so many answers. There's so many different things I can say, and I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. But um, I feel like this is for you if you want to be able to better yourself as a creative. If you want to be a part of a community, this is for you if you care about stuff like that. Um, and if you want to be able to just learn things so you can also teach other people things as well, this is for you. 
Um, so some people might come and they're like, I already know all these things, whatever, but they might, there's a difference between knowing things and knowing how to like tell people things, right? It's like, yeah, you know, like you might know how to do marketing or web design, but I think for me, my main thing is that knowing things is different, but being able to find a way to build to, um, showcase to other people in the best possible way that I can for them to know it as well is important to me so for the people who are like you know why should I come here I'm just come here because you care about the community and you care about growth and you care about learning and you care about seeing everyone prosper and grow um personally for me because this is the type of space I like being in and learning and just growing with the people who look like me and like want to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be um for them, for their friends, but also for generations to come, right? Like my goal is that this shouldn't be a problem within the next couple of years. Like my kids' kids will already know how to establish their business if they want to know. My kids' kids will already know how to do all these things without having to struggle and like figure stuff out on their own. So um, yeah, so I think that's a, I think that's my answer. <laughs> And it's also, it's the first, am I right? That it's the first one in New Haven? It's the first one in New Haven. The first one I had was in Hartford in 2021. It was like smaller scale. It was kind of just like, it was like, it was the baby. It was like, okay, I have this idea. I went to um, Cafeteria Media, which was the only sponsor um, <laughs> for that one. Actually, no, I'm lying. I had that. They were the major sponsor. I would have had a, a sponsorship by... New Haven Bank actually and that was my my prior job but um but yeah it was like a really small thing I was like okay how do I get all these ideas that I have out and I talked to them about it and they're like this is a dope idea so let's help you and um let's put it together so that was that also had two panels I did not have any workshops which was something I really wanted to do but again funding and like all the other stuff wasn't possible so I couldn't do that but um so yeah, this is the second one. This one is in New Haven, which I'm really excited about. This is where I'm from, right? And I'm like, New Haven has so many different dope people. CT in general, honestly, CT in general. But just being able to have it here um, in like my backyard is just really, really, it's just amazing. Um, so yeah, it's in New Haven this year. And next year, I don't know where it's going to be because the main thing for my company is to be able to like, connect with people in CT in general because CT is so small but people mm -hmm. think it's so big which is not say anything bad about CT but I'm like I don't mind driving two hours to go to New York so you shouldn't mind driving 45 minutes to come to New Haven from Hartford or from wherever else you're coming from so um so yeah, it's in New Haven this year last year was in Hartford next year don't know where it's gonna be but as long as it's in Connecticut it's all that matters to me because everyone can come through and experience it yeah um it's it's so funny that you say that thing about folks like not wanting to drive the 45 I experience that all the time uh where someone will say like oh there's this amazing performance oh, but it's in Waterbury or like it's in Meriden. and I want to be like y'all Meriden is like 20 minutes if you step on the gas like exactly <laughs> like, really. and you can take a train 
Um, yeah. Although like in, in the very Connecticut way of like Connecticut transit being broken, you might be able to take a train there, but you probably can't take one back. So, that was literally, that was one of my struggle too when I was um mm-hmm. trying to put this together. So that's why there's a list of like just like hotels and stuff like that but I'm like the train stops running at like 10 or something I'm not even too short yeah which is crazy and in Hartford there's one like when when it was in Hartford I'm sure you faced the same thing because it's during like business hours it's like pretty consistent and then I think from five there's like a five something train and eight something train and then like the last one of the night is at 11 and I was like, so do I like, do I just take yep. a nap at Hartford Union Station between like eight and 11? Like what? Um, it's, and so it's, weird. it's unfortunate because Hartford like does have nightlife. There's theater, there's culture there. Mm-hmm. Like people are doing cool stuff yeah. and New Haven. It's the, it's the same thing. Um, I, I just want to mention that there are also three installations from Court Vision. Four now, actually. Oh, four. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so Court Vision cafeteria in the photo booth and the fourth is bloom gathering oh, yes. yes oh shout Excited. out to alicia crutchfield she is so Love incredible yes. um yeah just another like um amazing amazing business owner entrepreneur in new haven who we're so lucky to have um here so in our last couple minutes together i want to know like one I, i'm gonna have you, you know, shout out all of the social media uh, things so people can, so people can find you. So it's yeah. literally impossible for a listener to not, not, I, I don't know, too many do- double negatives, but um, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, but also I want to know, like, as a, as a creative for you, especially when you're in this uh, moment where you're like working towards this huge, huge thing, um, what grounds you and what's giving you joy right now? Oh, um, definitely for me, it's, it comes from a spiritual level. Um, just me being able to have, um, quiet time with myself and be able to, um, connect with like my family and my friends and God, and just being able to just have the people around me know what's going on and have an provide me with all the all the freaking um support that they possibly can which I also appreciate and I know it's hard because as I'm doing this my friends and my family are also doing their own thing and going through their own thing but I love being able to have a support group of people that see what I'm doing and that is there for me so for me the grounding comes from my family from from my friends from God and just being able to hold myself accountable and being able to be like, hey, like today is not a good day for me. So I am just not going to do anything today. And for a long time, that was the hardest thing I could possibly do, right? Because I have these dreams and I have these goals and I'm like, rest isn't a thing. Rest should not be a thing for me now. And I've learned within the last year that like without rest, it's like, I can't be and do the things that I want to do. So I take that very seriously. Sundays, I don't do anything. Sunday's my self-care day. Self-care Sunday is the best thing ever. Like I turn off my emails. I turn off my phone. Do not disturb. Like I sit, I, I journal, I, I, I go out to eat with my friends and I try to very much stay grounded and stay focused on me and my health and my well-being, which um, 
it's super important to me now because I've been in a space where it wasn't important to me and I kind of being able to experience like what that did to me. Um, so just being able to have this space now is super important. Um, but yeah, like for me, it comes from my friends, my family, from God, from um, the people who support me, honestly. Like, that's the only way I'm here. Like, that's the only way I could possibly do all these things because it's hard. It's so hard doing all this. And I'm like, oh, I'd be like, I'm struggling, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not struggling because I have people that support me. So I just need to ask for help. That's another question. And that's a whole nother thing too, being able to ask for help as a creative that's building your own thing. And I'm like, oh, again, I'm I'm glad that I've learned how to do that. But for, but for a very long time, I did not. Like, I just, I was just trying to figure it out on, on my own. But, um, but yeah, so just being able to have all those things come together and be a part of my life has been really, um, the best part and the only thing that's kind of been keeping me afloat with all mm. <laughs> yeah I like that and I like I so appreciate that especially this like sometimes resting is very difficult very and good. I feel like all of that like now there is data out there like actual research out there that shows like what our bodies knew all along right which is that resting is good for us and downtime is good for us. And like having the chance to just like walk around and not be on your phone and like imagine things or to, to cook without like the constant bombardment of social media, of podcasts, whatever it is. Um, it's a, it's a good thing for like human brains. Yeah. I mean, people knew that all along, but now they're, they're like the actual studies uh, to support it. So I so appreciate that. So if folks are trying to find out more about Sweets and Sounds Con, and you should, March 25th at Next Haven, um, how do they find you? Um, social media. So um, my Instagram for Sweets and Sounds is Sweets and Sounds underscore. Um, and from there, you can see all the content, see all the graphic for the workshops, and then the link is in the bio where you can go get the tickets and just learn more about the event learn more about the sponsors and all of that um so yeah and then also the website is www.sweetsandsounds.com and from there on from that site you will be able to have access to the space not the space the page that's specifically for the convention again that's going to have you know all the details the ticket sales right now um and right now we have two tickets available because my main thing was being able to have these things as as um as accessible as possible to people while also being able to know that like these are like a lot of things that I'm trying to put together um so right now we have the general mission which will give you just the access to um panel discussions and to one workshop and just a whole entire space and then we have the sweetest thing which is $60 that will give you panel discussions all the workshop that you possibly can a tote bag um with some merch and all that other stuff and then that will also give you the access to the recordings of every single panel discussions and the recordings of every single workshop um for years to come. So you will have that. So whenever you want to go back and 
be like, I forgot how to do this specific thing from the workshop. You have this recording that will be sent to you after the event. Um, so yeah, so there's Instagram, there's a website. We also have a Facebook page as well. It's Sweets and Sounds. Um, and that's about it. Those are our main sources. We don't really have a Twitter, which I don't, I don't know. Twitter's so weird. I was thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I should just make a Twitter, whatever. It's, but- I don't, uh, Twitter's like, it's like eggs kind of, you know how like Literally. one one day people are like, they're good for you. And one day people are like, nah, they're bad for you. Um, exactly. And I feel like Twitter, a bunch of people were like going to cancel Twitter because Musk is a whole thing hired a bunch Um, of people did he not oh my gosh yeah he did like tens of thousands or thousands yeah um and but I see people who are still there so I don't know I think it's a thing yeah like social media changes right yeah but the main source is definitely our website and our Instagram page those are the two main sources so I hope everyone comes out and I hope everyone has a great time. I'm trying to make this as make this the best the best experience as I possibly can for everyone. So definitely come through and support and just leave feeling full. And then after that, mm. we have an after party as well. There's gonna be an after party at Jazzy's. Um, it's gonna be from nine to two a.m. So you know, all hard work is you know nobody wants to work hard all day. So after. <laughs> working hard we're just gonna go and dance and have a great time so I'm really excited about that (laughs) awesome Angel I want to thank you so much for coming on I almost said kitchen sink which is the old one uh on arts respond (laughs) to talk about sweets and sounds con coming up um when we share this episode we will also share the link to the website um folks please 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 go support this amazing endeavor March 25th at next haven Angel thank you so much Thank you so much, Lucy. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming. It's always a good time. Yeah.